This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. It has been a very good start to the trading session on Wall Street. Dow Jones Industrial Average right now up 285 points at 27,962. NASDAQ is up 80. The S&P 500 ahead by 27. Sabil Marcellus of uh, Yahoo Finance joining us on the phone. Uh, You know, in some of these days, Sabil, when we've been doing this report, there have been questions as to what has been driving the markets. There's really no question today. Exactly. Absolutely no doubts. It's definitely the blockbuster jobs report. We were not expecting this many jobs to be added during the month. And when you look at the numbers, it's 266,000 jobs. We were expecting 180,000 jobs. So it's really impressive. The unemployment rate went back to 3.5%. So it's back at that all-time low of a 50-year low we haven't seen since 1969. And the only thing about this jobs report, I would say, that needs improving is wages. So we saw average hourly earnings, they were a bit lower than expected. So they went up 0.2% versus 0.3% expected. And back in October, it was up 0.4%. So wages are lagging a little bit, dropping just a, just a smidge. And, um, and as we know, this is important because we're talking about the holiday season. So a lot of companies are relying on the fourth quarter for record sales. They want as much online shopping and indoor shopping as possible. So in order to do that, consumers, of course, need strong income, strong wages. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on. But when it comes to what we've been seeing in terms of Black Friday and Cyber Monday, at least the e-commerce winners like Target, Walmart, Amazon, they're getting record-breaking sales. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on. A year over year in terms of wages, we're seeing they're up 3.1% versus 3% expected. Well, the other part to the report, I think, that uh, was expected, and I don't know how much impact it had, was General Motors and the fact that the GM strike is over. And obviously, that was a negative impact uh, the month before. But now that has kind of been baked in as an advantage for this report to a degree. Yes, exactly. So it's actually an advantage for this report. Uh, that's why I think we're getting these blockbuster numbers. And also the numbers for September and October were revised upwards. So for September, they added 13,000 jobs that weren't accounted for before. And also for October, they added 28,000 jobs. So that's showing basically how we had thought there was a good job growth, but it's even better than we thought it was going to be. Okay, switching gears. Uh, the report by Uber about the numerous sexual assault complaints over the last few years, it, it's pretty staggering when you look at the numbers. And I would imagine that this is really going to be a call on Uber to make significant change. And I'm sure a lot of people that uh, that follow this stock, uh, this company and stock closely are, are really watching it at this moment. Yes. I mean, it's pretty shocking. And as someone who actually uses Uber, uh, you don't expect this unless you've actually had this experience. So it's actually uh, a big number. So thousands of sexual assaults uh, reports a year. And I'm looking at the numbers. It's 235 reports of rape uh, that Uber received last year. I mean, that's, you know, a very serious issue. And it raises questions as to Uber. Are they doing criminal background checks for their drivers? Uh, Are they accountable for the safety of passengers? It's great to revolutionize, you know, cabs and ride sharing, but the biggest priority, of course, is keeping consumers safe. So that's definitely something Uber is going to have to address. And if they don't, they could definitely see their business collapse because if consumers don't feel safe getting into into one of the Uber Uber cars, they're not going to. I, I guess my biggest concern with the report is 
that to a degree it was framed of, you know, 3,000 complaints of sexual assault amongst 1.3 billion rides. And and that's concerning from the perspective of of trying to put that in in the realm of, okay, we've had 3,000, but look at all of these other rides where we haven't had a problem. Right, exactly. And I mean, I personally have never had a problem on an Uber uh, ride. I don't know you, Dan, if you take Uber, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you probably had no issues, correct? I, I actually don't take Uber. I'm one of those old uh, old guys that uh, decides to drive everywhere myself. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say old school, like you take the yellow cab. No. Well, if <laughs> like I do, I probably do, yeah. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Yeah. So, so most people that I know, actually everyone that I know, um, takes Uber all the time and they haven't had an instance. So yeah, you're right. Absolutely. It's definitely important to put this in context. It's not like every person's having this kind of experience, but you know, one experience is too much. So it's definitely, you know, an issue that Uber is, is going to have to address. And obviously, uh, really, you know, look out for who they are allowing to drive when it comes to Uber. Sabil, thanks very much for your time. Greatly appreciate it. Sabil Marcellus at Yahoo Finance. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.